0: Hey, you busy? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. (sighs) So I felt myself going down this rabbit hole of emotions and just decided, why go down it by myself, okay? Might as well go ahead and pick up the phone and call you and we go together as a family. Let me just tell you something right now, not a minute later. Uh, I want to just go on record and say that I believe that women have by far the most strenuous experience on earth as a human. Like between male and female. Now, don't get it twisted. I do believe that males have their own kind of stressors and things that go on. But let me explain something to you, young Mr. Sir. You don't have to go through the monthly, okay, lifetime commitment, emotional hormonal shifts. Hmm. You don't have to try to get to this place of peace and joy that is so stable and consistent that you don't look like an insane person on a tri-monthly basis. Now, go ahead and just think of all the stresses that you could possibly go through as a male. Tack on emotional strains, then tack on cattiness and possibly elevated peaks of temperature and all that. And just go ahead and put it in the gumbo and say, voila, here's your social security number, ma'am. It's what the female experience feels like. (laughs) Now, I just got to a place that I'm like, you know what? I will not be dragged through this thing called earth and life and have a up and down, up and down rollercoastic experience just because when I check the F in uh, the gender box for female, I'm not cursing. Okay, great. um, That I'm not just being looked at as like, oh, I feel sorry for you. (laughs) Oh, you go through that every month. Oh, you feel that, and I feel and I and when you are an emotional, temporal, like I'm a very temper temperamental person, meaning that I am very in tune to not only what I feel, but what other feel, what the room feels like you know people go "Mm, the vibe is off the energy is off yeah that is all encompassing my particular journey now let me let you know where this comes from because now i just feel like i'm just spilling my beans and you like where's the rice i got the hot rice and beans let's go ahead and do it i woke up this morning i woke up like it couldn't resist i woke up this morning had a mission my husband and i already was like okay when we get up in the morning we're gonna run these particular errands I was going to drop the car off this that and the third we had a set went ahead and checked my account because I'm expecting something to change ching come through and it didn't so I was like oh felt some kind of way but it was okay cool karma collector I already had a plan B went to go check the mail the cha-ching was in there how you doing and so you know I was excited I'm like yay because the last conversation that we had uh, when I was telling you that, listen, oh boy, told Jesus in the Bible, I want to see. So I've been really expanding on this whole, I want kind of prayer. Like I'm not beating around the bush no more with God. It's not like, well, I want such and such. But you know, I tried to do the humble prayers, try to sound like Jesus and consenting me like, you know what, I want this. But you know what, God, let your will be done. I mean, that's cute. That, that that that's that's real I can see how you're trying to you know mimic Jesus on earth that's cute but I had to just go ahead and just do it a step further I was like no I'm gonna give a whole bunch of I want prayers okay I want this because I am at a place that I realize I am not praying from selfish intent I'm not praying for anything that looks like self-gain so I trust my prayer life enough to be able to say this is what I want knowing that it's aligned what, what Jesus wants from me, what, what God wants from me. You see what I'm saying? It's not like I'm like, I want this for my family. I want that for my family. I just want, I, the stuff that I'm praying for, God can make me a blessing distribution center. Like I'm just go ahead and make me global with it. You understand? But just make sure my character aligns with that. So get up this morning, see the ching, ching, and the check, you know, following them. I'm excited. There's stuff going on. And within a 15 minute car ride, I noticed that different external things were shifting my mood, either for the better or for the other side of not better, okay? And I was like, time out. (laughs) So when something is happening to me and it's shifting me in some type of way emotionally, I am an analytical person I need to get down to the foundation of what happened how did you get there why did it get there because I want to make sure that I have a plan for the future you understand I'm not going to keep going through the same car wash and keep getting soaked the same time it's like uh-uh maybe I need to shower a raincoat that didn't work maybe I need an umbrella that didn't work maybe you need a car oh car works oh next time I'll put my window up so I'm always trying to make sure that before I get to this situation again ever in life that I am prepared If I'm going to be uncomfortable in something, it's going to be a one and done because I'm going to pull the lessons and the nuggets from it the first time so that the next time it won't be another sad or uncomfortable situation for me. So I'm in the car and I'm like, OK, going through the different shifting through the different things that happen. I'm like, why? Am, why am I uncomfortable about this right now? And when I got to the bottom of one situation, I was like, OK, so when I feel that customer service is not given to me on the optimum level and I feel like an experience is taken from me and I can't recreate that some kind of way, makes me feel some kind of way. I give you an example. When I got my dog. I was very, very, very anal about, hey, listen, um, because I've never seen this from selecting the breeder and doing all that stuff and getting it from the onset, like knowing the dog's actual birthday and all that, it was like, okay, I'm so excited. And I asked the breeder because she had to keep him for eight weeks. Can I have a weekly photo of him? preferably because he was born on a Tuesday preferably every Tuesday she came and was like "Mm, Tuesday's a little bit of my hectic day I'll give it to you on Monday I'm like cool even though something in me was like (laughs) because it wasn't exactly what I wanted but I was like you know what I can I can't handle it right just hold your breath real quick and you know maybe when you come to um it, it will feel better but that's fine so I'm like okay so The first week came by, was a little shaky. I was like, "Mm, "Ma'am." So the second week came, I got the picture, and then she sent me an additional picture, which I thought was just a "Hey, guess what?" which is what she said on on a Saturday. She's like, "Oh, his eyes are open," and I'm like, "Oh, this is so exciting! They usually don't open their eyes in three weeks. This is so," and I'm like super excited. And then the next week, Monday came. And then Tuesday came, so I'm like, okay, so he's three weeks on this particular Tuesday. I text her and I'm like, hey, going forward, you want me to remind you about the Monday pictures? Or like, and she was like, no, 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 it's okay. Um, I meant to tell you the picture that I sent you on Saturday, I want you to use that for your Monday picture because, um, yeah, I forgot to clarify that with you. And so the first thing I was saying in my mind was, ma'am, this dog is not free, okay i don't paid you the full 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 price of what this baby cost okay and um i already let you know that i had him on in instagram ZD underscore the puppy but that's fine um, and, I, and I'm doing a scrapbook kind of thing and I want to make sure that I am capturing the change because this is where they evolutionize like they really metamorphosize super de duper in the first couple of weeks it's like I'm looking at the pictures like is this the same baby you understand and so a part of me just wanted to be like eh it is what it is it's not that serious you know you'll take as many pictures as you can when you get them The other part of me me was like, nah, dog. No, because I can't recreate this experience. What he looks like from week to week, I'll never be able to get that again. And I don't want to be handled flimsily. Oh, you get it on a Saturday, you get it on a Sunday. Oh, wait, we'll just skip this week and we'll do. No. So I had to find the common ground on how do I express what's bothering me without coming off as this belligerent, like, okay, that's rude kind of person. So I'm trying to get to the place that once I explain myself, that I should go ahead and drop it, set my piece, I I controlled me. I cannot control the situation or the outcome for the other person. And it still wasn't sitting with me right. And so I had to ask myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, You woke up this morning with the check with the ching ching and you were like so excited because you're like, hey, I finally get to move this stuff around, move that. Then this situation happens with the picture and it's almost like it put a damper in your day. So on the drive back home, I was like, I'm looking at the houses that I'm driving by because I'm one of those. I'm looking out the window, Car Thomas, like, you know, emotional, just looking out like, hmm. And I looked at the houses and I said, Houses have a depreciating value. Someone can come to the house, fix it up on the inside, give it a maximized curb appeal on the outside, and it can change the value of the house. Someone can actually do the latter where they can opposite come in, destroy the home in the inside, not keep up the landscape and go ahead and ruin it, not only for that house, but for that neighborhood. And actually bring that value down. And I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, and nothing about that house could change. The same however many bedrooms, however many bathrooms, however many square footage, it just takes one person to do it right or to do it wrong to shift what the value of that thing is. And so I was like, hmm, got me thinking again. Then I started passing cars, and I'm looking at cars, and I'm like, you know what? Same thing with cars, there's dream cars uh, with the repo guy. It takes one person not to be able to understand pay your payments. That kind of like, mm, somebody it can get auctioned off at a different price to someone else. There are great cars in the junkyard. But then you, there there's some cars you get it and you go ahead and you maximize, a.k.a. you pimp your ride, and it's like, oh, my gosh, you just really the engine you put in and all the other bells and whistles, you really did bring up the value for that particular asset. And so I thought to myself, why am I treating my joy like it's a depreciating value? And it made me think, because my mind started going going, in kind of like, all right, well, you know, gear mode, because literally this is fresh off the press. I said, the only thing that I know where a person is dependent on an external support of some sort or source is when people are on life support. And I had a daunting question. Did I put my joy on, on life support? Or did I, with shifting the verbiage, did I put myself in a place that I am in joy support, where my joy is contingent on external factors? I can be like, literally, you can be up or you can be down within 15 minutes. And again, the reason why I brought up all the female stuff in the beginning is because I was trying to ask myself, like, well, how close am I to menstruating? Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's because I didn't eat yet because it is early in the morning. All I had was like my little my smoothie and maybe it's but literally again those are still external forces that are contingent on your joy why am i on joy support and I, if i'm honest with you i, I beat myself up a little bit before this call because i'm like man i should know better you know, I, i'm an encourager i should know the signs and the symptoms so like dog this is not working like Don't walk into that trap. I should be strong enough in my standing that it's like, "Mm, you already know that's not going to work for you. So why is it that I'm still falling prey to some of this? And one of the things that really initiated me wanting to even have this talk was A, realizing that the situation that happened with me within 15 minutes, but also the fact that I read something in my devotional yesterday and it really kind of popped out at me, and I was like, mm. uh, Now I see now yesterday why that was so such an eye-opener because, again, I had to apply it today. I really do believe that when you read something, whether it is spiritual Bible-based or is this something that, you know, you read in a regular book, whatever, in the secular realm, I really believe that once you get knowledge that you will be tested to apply it. I don't believe that we are in an era or a stance and stage in our life that we're just gonna be reading or gathering information just to be a librarian in, in our soul. I really believe that God is having you come into new profound information and experiences because he's like, okay, trying to teach you something so that I can elevate you, but can't elevate you until you pass this particular stage. And I don't care how cute you are, if you cannot read in third grade okay second and first then can't just pass you to the fifth and sixth grade because you're cute and you came to class every day you have to apply what it is that you're learning and what it is that's coming in your life so if you notice like hmm this is an area that i seem not to be the strongest in Instead of beating yourself up, like I tried to almost do before this phone call, start to say, okay, then graduation must be in the queue. Promotion must be in the queue for God to go ahead and even make me aware of, hmm, you're not as strong in this particular area. God is not highlighting weak and gray areas because he wants to go ahead and make you feel bad real quick. It's a highlighted area because the only way that you get strong is by targeting the weak muscles in your body. So this is the equivalent to don't skip leg day because you have a journey ahead of you that's going to require your legs don't skip don't just pass over mm, yeah i'm 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 moody yeah i just but i'm emotional yeah listen but I, i've always been that way well where you're going you can't stay that way and you really have to go ahead and lean into the discomfort no matter how uncomfortable it is and i know that that is not human nature human nature is fight or flight okay listen this is uncomfortable i'm going that way but we have to be brave enough Joshua, thou strong, beep strong and brave, to say. This keeps coming up as an issue for me. Let me lean into it. Let me go ahead and go into the weight room spiritually and start to lift this thing so that this muscle starts to go ahead and poke. And I know that before the muscle goes ahead and starts to uh, reveal itself, I know that I got to tear some stuff up. I got to tear some muscles up. And in the tearing is the pain. But if the pain is not there, then there is no gain. And if the gain is not in there, then I will miss the promotion. That's the place that we have to get to. But when I read this particular verse in my devotional yesterday, it only, it kind of got my attention yesterday, but it really was highlighted today. And it was in John 15. And I'm going to read from verse 10 and 11 only. And you know that I read in the NLT version. It says, for 10, when you obey my commandments, this is Jesus talking, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. 11, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So the part that got me was the 11. I was like, hmm, time out. (laughs) Read that again. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So the joy that should be automatically installed in me is actually the joy of Jesus. The joy of Jesus is the nucleus of my being. And when I maximize on obeying his commandments and remaining in his love, Then that particular joy starts to overflow, which means that joy for the most part is a inside job. And it's not a live your best life, do everything that makes you happy. You refill and refill and you make yourself happy and you keep yourself happy. Your joy is actually an installment with your salvation, meaning that it comes automatically already in the inside of you. And all you have to do is just lean more into God and lean more into what Jesus said. And it starts to overflow. So it actually has nothing to do with external experience. It actually has nothing to do with, I don't care if you find five checks in the mail, your joy, it, it probably will be elevated some kind of way, but it is not contingent on external forces. And we need to get to a place that we start realizing, oh my gosh, I am leaning too much on earth for the things that bring me joy when I should be leaning more into the spiritual heavenly realm to get the things that will automatically come with my salvation. It automatically came with your salvation. When you, I'm going to read it again. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Love is, and we already spoke about that, but love is such an all-encompass. It is protection. It is joy. It is peace, it is so many other things like whatever love means and to you, you have no you can go ahead and scratch that because what love means when it comes to this Bible, when it comes to God's love, it is like all. Oh, I had no idea what love was until I realized what, what the love God had for me, and that's real talk. I'm not even trying to be spiritual spooky book any of that I had no idea what real love was until I identified how God saw love because the fact that he is love I had to read more and understand and get closer to God to realize I had love all screwed up it's not a feeling it's not even all the way an action word it is a conscious, consistent state of mind that you do not drift from no matter what happens. And you make sure that people know that in your actions and in your words, but it is a conscious being that we will never master. But thank God that our master has that. Thank God that the master over our soul is that it is something so profound to feel that and it's like. Mm. So again, when you were obey my commandments. You remain in my love just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. So Jesus just showed us right there. Listen, this is what you, this is a reciprocated situation. I'm doing exactly what you should be doing to me, to the father. I'm walking it out for you. You do this, you get that. It's very simple. Then he went an extra mile and said, I have told you these things so that you would be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. How beautiful is it that he gives you something and then he goes, now it's yours? It's almost equivalent to him giving you the keys to a brand new house, a house that you like. Can I even forget if I can afford this? Bro, can I even clean all this by myself? You know, the older you get, you start looking at stuff like, that's nice, but who's cleaning that? Yeah, yeah, the older you get, you're not looking at like mm, MTV, my cribs. you like, so how long is your Saturday morning clean looking? Because on a scale from Anita Baker, like how many CDs or playlists you need to listen to to clean this whole thing? But it's equivalent to him giving you the keys to, the, to a house that will blow your mind. And he understands that that's his house. But once he hands you the key, he says congratulations on your house. That's how that feels in the joy realm. So that you will be filled with my joy. And then his very next statement is, yes, your joy will overflow. So we didn't even have to work. We didn't have to do anything extra. But just be a part of the crew. (laughs) Like literally be a part of obeying the commands, remaining in love and understanding that nobody can't take your joy. Now I understand why the olden people say, listen, you can't, you can't take what you didn't give. (laughs) No, I'm not going to let you. And so this is an area that I honestly need to be better at. This is the area that I'm going to be conscious in and say, you know what? No more joy support. We're not doing that. I'm not going to depreciate and devalue the joy that Jesus gave me by making it. Accessible to anything external yay this happened oh man that happened yay this happened oh man that happened and if we're not careful we will start to really really be in that rollercoaster experience and not even realize we never had to he gave us his joy and then said congratulations now your joy will overflow you gave me something, Jesus, and I'm letting the world kind of tamper with it? I'm sorry. So myself included, I'm I'm going to work on that. So my challenge to you is, have you been victim to that? Have you seen, oh my gosh, I gave the world my pin number to my joy. Oh my goodness, I've gone ahead and allow multiple card users so that they can deplete from my joy account. I didn't realize that I did that. Or maybe you realize you did do that and you didn't know how to come back to base. Go ahead and call the Joy Bank up and say, "Mm mm, them other cards lost and stolen. Nope, and I don't want a replacement. Nope, and I want to change my PIN number. Nope, and I'm gonna make sure that I go ahead back to the source and I start to fill my joy up, and just no one else, no one else gets that. It's almost like snorkeling. You know where your oxygen." comes from you know how deep not to go into the water because after a while you try to go under if you want you there's no more oxygen supply and it will be foolish to think that you can take a deep breath go underwater have someone punch you in your stomach and the deep breath should sustain you the whole way through it's not wisdom to do things that will steal from you but it's also not wisdom to think that something else is going to add to you and so my challenge to you today is to get to that point that you realize, you know what? <laughs> I'm getting off of joy support. I'm not doing it no more. I, 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 yeah. Now that I realize that joy is a um, battery pack that is sourced. By Jesus, okay? Um, I'm not waiting for the world to change my batteries to do anything else. Mm-mm, they're rechargeable in the spiritual realm. They are rechargeable in the spiritual realm. And the more that we understand that, the more that we will start looking at earthly, external things and saying, oh, okay. And looking at it as a windshield wipe experience. What happens on the windshield should never affect the person sitting in the car. Never. And I'm sure there are, you know, we can go ahead. No, but bullets, yeah, but let, let, let's let just say surface, okay? Let's not go to the part that our brain wants to go ahead and just trump what you said and say no, but I know a situation that could. Okay, well, let's just stay in the, in the analogy that works, okay? Let's just look at rain, soft hail, some sleet. you understand? Let, let's just drive differently in this journey called life. I want us to get better. I want, I want myself to get better, which is why I pick up this phone and have these conversations with you because I'm exploring things and I'm like, "Mm, I never want to come off as somebody who has it all together, who, you know, I, I had that situation, but this is how I got through it. Sometimes I'm even proud of myself. I give you real life off the press, bruh. I come in here and I close the door and I pick up this phone and I'm like, look, she human too. But I understand that I'm a spiritual being going through a human experience and that I cannot stay that way. And I refuse to stay the same. And I'm okay with, and it don't feel good, but I'm okay with being shown, "Mm, you may have missed leg day in the spirit. I'm okay with realizing you may have missed it some. Or you know what? You keep that test. I mean, you you getting you bare you getting seventies like you barely getting like you know. And I'm okay with saying I need to climb a little bit deeper, but I am wise enough now that I realize I can't do it by myself. I realize now, after all these years of of tr- doing it wrong, I realize now that in your own being and in your own strength, you will never win. You will never conquer whatever it is that you want to conquer. You will never, let me explain something to you. I have more willpower and more determination than anyone I've ever known. You put me to a task, it's going to get done. Because my willpower and determination is unmatched, sir. And God had to show me in a very humbling way that that will only take me but so far. And so I have been wise enough to understand willpower, determination, or anything else that is a strength source of my own. I'm not relying on that as my source. I'm not. That's a nice little accessory for this thing called life. But I need to be leaned in. To God, And let me explain to you another thing, because I, I never want to just talk in the earth realm. I want to bring it back to my foundation of the Bible. When I read in the Bible that Moses, when he was old, that he sat on that rock while the Israelites were in battle and that there was Aaron on one side holding Moses's hand in the air. And it was Herman on the other side holding both of his hands because Moses was so old that he couldn't keep his hands up for long. But as long as Moses had his arms up, the Israelites won the battle. And every time Moses' arms went down, they started to lose. Then they got smart and was like, okay, we need somebody on the left of him and somebody on the right of him holding his arms up. Once I seen that Moses couldn't do nothing in his own strength, once I seen that Moses was in the basket and His mother put him in there and then he drifted to the princess. Once I started seeing real life examples of where did baby Moses strength, like, oh, so he was depending on his own strength. Once I started seeing real life examples and in biblical examples of that was not his doing. That was God orchestrating from the beginning to the end. And some people have made themselves believe and have tricked themselves to believe that I studied for that test. And so I got such and such that I got all these accolades. So that's why I got the promotion. Once you get into the demonic trickery of that mindset, then you've lost already. Then the reward that you gained in your own strength is the only rewards that you will ever receive. I didn't want that lifestyle. And so when I'm doing this stuff, I'm looking at it like, nope, I'm going back to God childlike, like the Bible says you should. And it's like, I'm not doing too good in this. What do I need to do? And I need you to help me. And I'm going to lean all the way on my daddy because that daddy makes the boo-boos better. Is exactly how I'm walking this thing called life because that's wisdom now. That's the wisdom that I've acquired as I've gotten older. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing nothing Mm-mm. I'm depending on favor, grace, mercy, all those things that don't require for me to do anything strenuous, but be attentive and be submissive to whatever God says. That's wisdom. Mic drop. So I feel like you got what you needed uh you know what these conversations are they are life-provoking conversations conversations that once we get off you're going to be like you know what it's time for me to tsa you want to know what tsa is think about it speak it apply it boom (laughs) copywritten not really but i want to say it (laughs) but as my good good nanny says all right i ain't gonna hold you later